this SDR confession, we run into a fire department? No. <laughs> I, I told y'all we're finding the secrets that y'all did not know about. We also found out how, how you can handle pressure and how to quickly pivot away from situations when they are stressful and how you can make sure you make your AE look like the superstar as an SDR. Have some fun with this one. Okay, welcome back to another SDR Confessions. And as you all know, we get right into this. Uh, we tell you who the guest is, then we figure out the confessions, then we unpack it. So Aaron, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, nice to meet you firstly. Um, uh, my name's Aaron. I work at Celligence. Uh, been working for the company for 10 months um, as an SDR. Um, what, what, what we do, uh, Celligence, we're a business development platform. We utilize sales triggers to understand when companies are in periods of growth and anticipate where their function spend and hiring needs to be. Um, you know, typically, we actually uh, provide anywhere between 3,000 to 5,000 leads a day by any filter uh, in, uh, industry function or geography. Um, but yeah, no, loving it. SDI has a lot of challenges. I have to say, um, every day is different. <laughs> that's the name, that's the name of the game. And, and we're going to talk about, uh, what's been happening in the game for the SDR for you. So tell us, Aaron, what is your confession? Okay. Um, the, there's so many I could have chosen. Um, but I think this is probably the best Best one uh, I can remember since I've been here. It was in the summer last year. Um, I booked a, a demo, as I normally do, for a cold call uh, with someone uh, in management team. Um, shout out to Cognizant, by the way, providing us the contact uh, mobile number, by the way. <laughs> um, I talked, you know, through the prospects, how to man um, how I managed to hook them in through the demo. You know, I sent all the invites out like normal, uh, Teams invite, you know, all good so far. He accepts it. Um, this is booked in for Monday, the last week of the month, um, end of my quarter. Um, and I called him in the morning, checked the meeting was still going to go ahead. Um, you know, he answers and he confirms, you know, he's going to meet, uh, make the meeting. Mm. You know, I do a handover as normal to my AE, re, um, making sure she's all set uh, and has a full background. You know, for context, I actually needed um, 32 meetings um, to be held per, for a m per month. That's my uh, target. And it was the last week of the month. Uh, I was on 30 uh, meetings and I had three left in the diary for the last mm -hmm. week. We had a, you know, a couple of days left of the month, this being one of them. Um, so I really needed this demo to go ahead. <laughs> so uh, 9.30 in the morning, Monday, you know, I joined the call uh, with my AE to, to do an introduction. You know, 9.31, you know, he's not, he's not here. I'm panicking. I'm like, where is he? Is he, is he joining up? <laughs> Literally, literally a minute later he joins i'm like great fantastic do a nice handover to re you know um i jump off the call she starts demoing uh demoing uh this prospect 936 comes along um and guess what happens now the fire alarm goes off what? um fire alarm goes off you know everyone has to evacuate the building um you know re was trying to stay on the demo. We were like, no, we've got to get out of here. This is not planned. Um, he was quite understanding, to be fair. Um, you know, I think it was uh, one of the companies on the other floor. I think they, were, um, they must have been smoking in the toilet or something. Are they not? They were, uh, <laughs> they were, uh, something like that. Some reckless behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, I needed this demo to go ahead. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I called him back up uh, when we came back in, um, you know, to book him for the Thursday. So this is you mm. know, two days before closing, closing week. 
Um, and he said he can make it. He accepted it. Uh, accepted the invite. You know, so I can still still hit my quota. You know, my quarterly quota. Uh, first he comes around. He joins. Joins again. Uh, we do. I do a nice intro to him. We up at the platform, and guess what happens again? <laughs> the the fire alarm goes off again. Um, and this time, <laughs> oh, this time, you know, fire service and ev- and everything. You know, um, everyone's here. Um, you know, we're outside, outside McDonald's, and you know, all police are here as well. We are like, what is going on this time? <laughs> um, we go back in, you know, once again, we explain the fire alarms, you know, gone off when I called him back. You know, we, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we said, oh, you know, we're really, really sorry. Um, you know, the killer, you know, the killer is, um, you know, I was just thinking, is someone in this building got a vendetta against me, you know, for me to not <laughs> hit my target? <laughs> I just, you know, <laughs> I, was, I really needed to go ahead and close. Um, but yeah, you know, story, there's a happy ending anyway, recounts the demo uh, twice. So I've got two demos and I hit my quota for the month and quarterly. Um, and he does eventually go on to buy it, not for this month, but literally the week after um, he, he buys the product. Um, and to this day, during our QBRs, we still even joke now that he's waiting for the five hours. To go off. So, <laughs> yeah, that's probably probably the, the most crazy story I've got. <laughs> this is this is absolutely wild. I almost want to just stop here and that's it. Like the episode's over. It's just too crazy of a story to unpack. <laughs> like fire alarms, like you're outside of McDonald. Like this is absolutely <laughs> absurd. So, all right, let's, fire let's first turn it up. Like, you know, yeah. Like Everyone what? No and, idea what was going on. <laughs> deal, deal still move through though. Like, like what? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, I, I think, um, Honestly, uh, you know, we're all human. These things happen. You know, I think it's a bit of a cliche, you know, uh, people buy from people. Um, you know, I was lucky he was really understanding and I could think of a few prospects who, you know, who I'd struggle to get back in the diary. Um, yeah. But, you know, it always helps, I think, my initial outreach. Um, I think it was really relevant to what, what he did. You know, the leads within his ICP market, uh, relevant user cases. So, you know, this meant he wasn't on the fence about joining, you know, he, he was, he appreciated it and he, you know, he was happy to meet us again. And that's why we managed to close him out. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I love it. Love, well, the story is hilarious. Love that it had a good conclusion. Uh, so let's go into like unpacking all of this. So the first thing is fire alarm, a lot of pressure. How, how did you, how did you handle that pressure? With external like experiences and just give some advice for the people here. Um, stay calm. <laughs> That's the right <laughs> thing. Um, things, out, things out of your control, you know, you're not going to be able to control everything. This is something that we could never plan for. Um, mm. You know, you just, if this does happen to you as an, you know, as an AE or as an SDR, this, as a demo, I think, yeah, stay calm, explain the situation. You know, I'd say nine times out of 10, most people will understand. Um, but yeah, you know, it's one of these things you can't plan for. It's, um, it was a bit crazy moment. You know, we were panicking like, oh my God, we're going to lose this deal, you know, but we explained the situation, re- reorganized it and, you know, it, it went it went to, you know, we actually closed it out, you know, um, and he was really understanding. So I think stay calm in a, a situation that is really important. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Are, there, are there things that, like to stay calm, right? And that's easy to say, but are there things that you do to remain calm? Is there something you're telling yourself 
Are there things that you have done that you're doing in the morning to remain calm? Like, how are you able to keep that state of calm? Most people are freaked out, right? Like lost yeah. their mind, like would have said some crazy stuff. Like, so how did you do that? Yeah. Like, what's the process there? I think in general, if something like this happens, it always being about organized and structured. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every day I've got my, uh, you know, uh, structured hours when I'm calling people, when I'm reaching out to people on LinkedIn, you know, it can be so easy to get lost with it. Um, I think, um, you know, I have folders for everything, you know, every part of the day is planned out. Uh, I also, you know, I'm willing to be flexible and open to change. You know, some of that works for me in January, it doesn't mm. work in June. Um, you know, if something like this happens, then, you know, you've just got to, got to go with the, go with the flow, go with the punches, I think. And just, you know, we're not, every day is not, not the same, you know? So I just think no. being organized, structured will help you be prepared for a situation like this, which is not normal. <laughs> and, no. You know, it, I think that's my best advice, structured organization. So you said structure and organization, um, and you were able to continue moving forward. So how did you acknowledge what happened, like the fire alarm and everything without derailing everything? And then how did you essentially just like act as if that was just like something that happened and it didn't become the topic of conversation that could have potentially lost that deal for you? Um, I'm, I'm not sure what to, mm. I'd say, sorry. And, and it could be, and it could be as well. If like, if we take a step back on it, when you're thinking yeah. of like how you're being organized, it was like, typically people in that situation might be frazzled, right? So they don't remember the details. They don't remember how the deal was working, et cetera. So what were things that you were doing to be like, okay, like, we quickly acknowledged it, but then we like moved on. And then how did you continuously that follow-up process so that you end up closing the deal? So um, straight away, as soon as I came back in, I called him instead of just, you know, emailing him, told him the whole story. He was laughing on the phone, to be honest, mm. um, explained it. Um, so he could really sympathize. He could really understand, you know, the situation. Um, so he was, you know, I, I followed up, obviously speaking with him on the phone, dropped him a new invite in his inbox. Um, and obviously scheduled a time in a few days later. Um, I was even as well, just in case he wasn't turning up, I was Mm. doing more calls, making sure I could try and book some extra demos in just in case, just to get my 32 for the month. Um, I did actually end up booking in a couple more as well, just just doing more dials and more reach out uh, between the the, the Monday and the Thursday demo, Mm. the second demo with him. So yeah, I I just... uh, Try to make sure cover all bases, more demos booked in, more outreach, uh, and I did do. Uh, I sent him like a lead the night, be- uh, the day before of the second demo, uh, and then again called him in the morning, resent the invite out uh, in the morning to make sure he turns up. So, yeah, that was my follow up. <laughs> no, and that's uh, that's a really good follow up as well. It kind of goes into like how you recovered, how you were able to be in that situation, and I guess one of the things that you have also mentioned is like how you remain calm in the scenario. A lot of people who are SDRs, like you're going to get a lot of things. You know, I've had people who you call you, they immediately hang up. People say, Hey, I'm not interested or something happened. And like, these are situations you can't prepare for, but you have to adjust and be calm throughout the scenario. The question I'm really going into here is you had the fire alarm scenario. You really couldn't prepare for that, but how has it helped you prepare moving forward in the future for maybe external factors? What are things that maybe you learned as a team that you're like, okay, when this happens, we're going to do this now. Um, yeah, no, no. Um, 
that's that's the main main thing. What what have we learned from a situation like this? I think um, obviously being adaptable. I think if if that happens straight away, you know, call the prospect after. If a fire alarm goes off again, luckily yep. it hasn't since. Um, but just just be prepared for all uh, you know for this to happen. So you know, we'll give them a call afterwards, explain the situation going forwards um we've mentioned you know in training now so any new people we get in you know we we explain you know part of our training this is a funny story <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, you've made the training Some things are going to be out of your control you know so yep. it's new sdrs so i'm you know i'm helping like train usdrs as well that come into the business so you know i've mentioned this as a story uh, <laughs> and you've got to prepare for you know the unexpected and yeah that that is <laughs> You know, you can't always have a straightforward day. Um, you always got to think outside the box uh, and be mm. prepared to, you know, try and try and sort a situation like this that is out of your control, you know? Yeah. And, and to your point, like, it may not be the same scenario, but it could be something identical, could be something similar, right? Um, it's not the exact same, but it could be always similar. So that's why I tell people. And you also have said the same thing. And when you're thinking about, the fire alarm, the chaos, everything that was going on across the board. What is something that during that time, right? We talked about like how you remain calm, things, et cetera, whatever that may be. During that time that chaos is happening, is there like other ways that people can navigate throughout that chaos, right? Maybe there's a quote you have or things that nature, is there other things that you also take in consideration during that time? Because I think a lot of people might, be naturally calm, but some people may panic. Is there a quote they could say to themselves or it's like, hey, remind yourself like this isn't that big of a deal. It's okay. Maybe some other piece of advice for people since you've been in this uh, fire alarm situation moment. Yeah, I think just take a breath. You know, it's a mm. situation out of control. We we tell all our staff now, um, and obviously any, any SDRs that are coming in that, you know, things happen are just out of your control, you know, and you know, you just got to go, go, you know, go with the flow, <laughs> um, and just, and literally, um, you just apologize to him, explain the situation, you know, worst case scenario, you're going to rebook the meeting, you know, so mm. you know, that is, it's not the end of the day, you know, you, you just have to try and book more meetings in <laughs> if you're in yeah. that situation, but, um, yeah, you just gotta, just gotta go with the flow. And I think don't panic with the first time around, we absolutely panicked, you know, um, you know, Ree was going to stay in, stay in, <laughs> stay in with the fire alarm. And we're like, no, you got to come out. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, business. We're like, no, yep. no, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, come on, we're trying to pull her off the demo. Like, no, no. But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I th- this actually leads to something interesting as well. Like PTSD. Like, do you have PTSD of fire alarms now? Like you see a fire alarm and you like freak out or, and that's, oh. that's, a, that's a jest. But the real question I actually have here is, have you are you finding now that because you had that situation with the fire alarm and it was ha- craziness havoc etc that you're more calm now when handling objections like you're able to really feel an objection pause handle it versus maybe before you might have panicked and been a little frazzled by it yeah absolutely um i don't think um i think that is probably that situation is worse than deal with an objection over the phone you know yeah. you're, you're waiting for you do your pitch you're waiting for them to speak um, and any objection, you know, uh, it does give me more confidence to go back and, you know, go, go back with a reason to why, what is trying to find out their pain points to find, try and 
you know, try and drill in, you know, why it's a benefit to, to have a look at Celligence, our, you know, our sales triggers, um, you know, it's uh, definitely made me more confident uh, and, deal, you know, prepared for any situation over the phone that any, any, uh, any prospect could throw at me, you know, any um, objection, objection has definitely helped me with that for sure. Yeah. I, I can, yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, I think every person <clears throat> I've talked to you, coach, train, whatever it may be, they find that they start getting more at ease when they face these abnormal situations or even these confessions. They don't have like, you know, the PTSD factor. They're just like more calm and they're able to handle it. Cause like, well, okay, I dealt with the, in this case, a fire alarm during a demo when we we're trying to close a deal and I was there. Okay. I could probably handle someone when they say reach out in six months. It's not as scary yeah. as it used to be and i think it brings a perspective which kind of goes into like as we wrap this up a perspective for sdrs so you've been doing the role for a while you've dealt with fire alarms you've had to do some crazier things right what is the practical advice you would give sdrs that are just starting out right now i would say yeah be organized be structured um have a, a multi-channel approach you know, mm. um, have your calling hours, find out the best calling hours that your ICPs, your targeting are picking up. Um, you know, I think social, your own social brand is coming really more important and relevant than ever. Um, you know, that's something I'm building and working on. Um, I think, you know, everything you're sharing on LinkedIn, um, connecting with people on LinkedIn. Um, mm. Also, I think you've got to be reaching out for a reason. That is, people don't want to be called slap pitched. You need to have a reason to call them, even if that's dripping them, you know, a warm email, a few leads. Um, I think a reason, reaching out with relevance is more than ever. You know, people want to do a research, ICPs want to do research on you. So you've got to have a reason to call. Um, um, and even if, you, you know, I, I booked a demo yesterday from seeing, I won't mention who, but seeing, you know, a prospect from a third party, seeing a new partnership. Mm. I reached out to this prospect, congratulate him on their new partnership. Um, he actually, because I was connected on LinkedIn, we went for a walk um, down Cardiff Bay. He's seen that for Blue Monday. He, um, straight away, we were chatting, and then straight away, I had a, you know, I had a reason to, to pitch to him, and he was happy to listen to me and ended up booking the meeting off that. So I think, yeah, three things, being structured, um, I think building your social brand and having a reason to call these ICPs have a, you know, reaching out with relevance. I think that's a free key things as an STR to make you a very good STR. Love it. And those are an amazing assortment of three things that anybody can do. I always tell people time management is the most important thing you can learn and execute on. It may sound like elementary, but it will make you stand out. It will have you to get more success. Now, last thing that we always ask people is shout outs that you want to give before we get out of here. Oh, uh, Shout outs can't be what personal or work colleagues. It or? could be literally shout out to anyone. Could be personal, professional, whoever you want to shout out. Could you be your dog? It doesn't matter. Uh, shout out to my wife Danielle Nicholson for uh, supporting me, helping me uh, become really good in my role <laughs> in the backgrounds. Uh, mm. To me, uh, me uh, CEO Nick Vaughn for giving me the opportunity um, at Celligence, and Nick Biffin, my head of sales, training me up uh, and pushing me more than ever. And my a uh, Rhiannon Francis as well, supporting me, training me, 
Uh, she's now a sales manager, and yeah, she was obviously part of this story that uh, made it absolutely <laughs> golden. So, yeah, yeah handled so handled the chaos and closes. Just shout, shout out to her. Well, yeah. thanks, Aaron, so much for hopping on, um, and we'll see you all next time for the next SCR Confessions.